Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. everyone and welcome to your very first episode of the witching hour in 2020 i am perry nimrod but i'm so happy to see Haley fouch's face yes so happy too. to see your face but your face not my face I no i want to see your face though. um <laughs> well we did have one episode right oh our that's best true. but this is our first yeah like recorded in the year we are present with you in the year 2020 i also just feel like because i was in new york the entire uh, holiday time yes. like just the fact that i haven't physically seen you know, in so long you. it's not okay i missed you too did you have a good uh, a good new year's yes yeah okay yeah i don't do new year's very much i mostly just like i cooked some food okay and I hung out with my cat, That's and a I went to bed early because I don't want to. I don't want to be hungover the first day of the year, so I, I, I don't that. do the parties. How about you? I wasn't hungover. Uh, I <laughs> drank oh, you, like an entire you bottle were of prosecco with, with Christy and stuff, right? No, no, no. I went to I went to New York and I hung out at my sister's apartment with her husband and the baby, and they yes. had some other friends over, and it was just. I think we played. Um, ah, crap! What's that game called? The Jackbox game. I can't believe I forget. I forget what Jackbox? it is. You know where um where you lie? You like you put the lie in and you play it on your TV Never and everyone it. puts their thing on, on their phone. The name is gonna the name of the game is gonna come to me as we're doing this and I'll be like, Oh, that okay. Oh, it's gonna bother me. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um before we even jump into this, uh we don't wanna not address the, the elephant in yes. the room in the office. Uh we're we're well aware of uh, what's happening over here and the reaction to it, and we just wanted to take a moment to address that and just express our deepest appreciation for the opportunities that we had in the past, but also have a positive outlook on what's to come. And what we can promise you here on The Witching Hour is you will always get the best possible horror-loving content <laughs> from the two of us. So I hope yeah. you continue to celebrate the genre with us here on The Witching Hour, and we, we look forward to kicking that off by talking about some of our most anticipated movies of 2020. Yeah, and I just want to echo that, and, you know, it's a shock for everyone. I think I'm still processing, you're still processing, probably everyone else is, but I'm so grateful to still be here with you doing this show, and I'm so grateful to our listeners, and this is so exciting to to be here and i'm more grateful than ever to get to do this i like that yeah. by the way it's called fibbage fibbage never That's heard what the game of it is. oh man it's fun you should you should check it out we should play one time okay i'm in all right Done. sounds good, good when plan. we finally have those drinks one yep. day my goodness has to happen soon has to um, before we even get to some of these titles that we need to talk about, I believe you have a little something you want to share with everyone. I, I surely do. I'm back at it on my business with another giveaway for you guys. 
um, ongoing with our Shutter slash RLJE giveaways for you. In January, we have Sequence Break, which is Graham Skipper's new movie. And we have two codes for two winners. Same deal as always. We'll put up a tweet. You retweet. You like the tweet. You, you. Oh, I haven't mentioned this in the recent ones, but you got to be following the account because I can't message you to give you the code if you're not ah, following yes. the account. <laughs> um, yeah, so sequence break for two of y'all. A nice, a nice horary entrance to 2020 for free. Enjoy. Good luck. All that good stuff. All right. So the most anticipated horror movies are not, we'll tell you what our most anticipated is, but consider this your horror movie preview for 2020. Yeah. We're going to run through a whole ton of titles here. Uh, do you mind if I take it first? Sure. So the first one I want to hit is actually something that's coming out this weekend that I really yes. want to see. And it's called Underwater. Yes. You guys probably already know how we feel about uh, survival horror movies, given how we felt about Crawl. And I'm not going to say I think Underwater is going to be as good as Crawl, because <laughs> Crawl set a very, very high bar. But I am yes. I am hopeful of this one. And I'm a big fan of the director, William Eubank. I really like The Signal, which came out. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was like 2014, but I covered the crap out of that movie because I really, really <laughs> loved it. So I'm rooting for him. I'll always see anything that Kristen Stewart is in. I think she's excellent. Uh, yeah. And I, I like the concept of this. Yeah, for me, it was a concept sell. Uh, everything you just said also sounds great, but it was like Kristen Stewart's underwater with a monster. And I said, yes, I will always say yes to pitch. that yeah of course why yes uh i hope my great hope for movies like this is a cool monster always i just i hope they put some thought into the design because that can be make or break i think one of my favorite things with this kind of movie is usually the build-up mm. like it, it's kind of like the disaster movie scenario too where you know when disaster happens and the cg is going crazy and all that stuff it can be a wild ride but i i'm always just like so into the first act build up yeah. where everything is normal until it's not i'm trying to think like i always go back to alien which i think is perfect and yeah there's honestly no part of that movie i don't love so i think i like hmm. all of it i like the build up okay. i like the chaos i like the, and in a good one the payoff at the end yes yes alien's a good example of perfect structure right? yeah and I just want to bring up, because it already came out, and I haven't seen it yet, the grudge. but The Grudge, yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? No, I didn't okay, see it. I, I didn't see it. We were trying to make something work for that, but, you know, yeah. schedules didn't align, sadly. But I'm curious. I'm super curious. You know, I haven't heard the greatest things across the board, but I have heard some little pockets of positivity. And I, that's another one where I like the people involved, yeah. so I think I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a shot. But Same. yeah. I, I also, I'm always like, once the sort of bummer reaction comes out before you've seen it, I sometimes get excited because then you're in a position of low expectation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm interested. My my Twitter feed has been split enough between defenders and detractors that mm. I'm I'm even more okay. curious than I was before. All right, I'm into it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it a go sometime soon. Uh, what is the next up on your list? Um. So we've got a couple things coming out on the 24th of January. The Turning, do. which I'll always be there for Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Al always, <laughs> always. Mm -hmm. But the one that really has my eye and I love, I've already seen, mm -hmm. is Color Out of Space. Which I need is to see that. Such a wild movie. I don't know if, how, where you'll fall on it because it's pretty punishing. Yeah. Um, but it's totally for me. You know, I love punishing stuff and, and it's... So weird and indulgent and bizarre and so Lovecrafty. Would you recommend it to someone who is maybe just coming off of the Mandy High and wants mm. to continue down that path with Nick Cage? Sure. I mean, I certainly, I think that Mandy's a really, really high bar. Okay. So I'm reluctant to compare them, but they do share really stunning visuals. They do share Nicolas Cage getting increasingly unhinged. Mm -hmm. He's not doing the work that he did in Mandy here. Not to say he's not working. He, yeah, yeah. That dude acts in every movie. He, he never phones it in. I'm just saying, like, this isn't as, as nuanced, maybe. This is more Nick Cage on full Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, and it's a, lot, okay of, it's a lot of fun. It's really fun. I, I super, it's a lot of fun, but it's also, like, super damaging. And there are, there are particular moments of body horror that are so existential and also physically gnarly that you just want to like 
hold the people you love. Okay. <laughs> and like, okay. Call your mom and just be like, just express your love and not be in that kind of pain. Like, it's a really, I think there are some really, really well done disturbing pieces of imagery that stayed with me. Huh. Yeah. It's making me curious. I love it. I love nervous, it. And if you've been curious, if you have been waiting for like to get that sort of indescribable feeling of Lovecraft on film, mm-hmm. which is so hard to capture, yeah, I yeah. think this movie super duper nails okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm open to that. Um, what do we have after? There's still another January release. Yes, there uh, is, and I'm hyped on it. Really, Gretel and Hansel? Hell yes, you are. Because yeah. because Oz Perkins, right? Yes, I love okay. Oz Perkins movies. Um, the why am I forgetting the one that was called February and is now the Black Coat Stalker? I covered it when yeah, I covered it when it was February, so I feel like that's immediately what I call it every single time I think about it. Yes. I also need to give it another watch. I've been saying this for way too long, but when I saw it at TIFF when it was titled February, I didn't love it. I remember that. But I've heard such overwhelming praise ever since. I wonder if changes were made. I wonder if, you know, not being in the exhausted festival mind <laughs> frame might change how I feel about it. So I got to I got to put that back on the list. Yeah, I'm curious because, um, you know, a lot of we sort of like famously between each other have very different Uh, taste and a lot of the things I really like are very atmospheric and dark Mm -hmm. and tonally kind of dreary and sometimes you come around on them with time so I'm curious if this is one of those (laughs) or if it's just not for you yeah I love it I I thought that movie has one of my favorite endings of the last decade like it really stuck with me Mm -hmm. and I think about it a weird amount (laughs) um but Gretel and Hansel I'm not like I don't know as we know we love Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, so I do. find that that story can be repurposed <laughs> well. on that one. But it is not one of those stories where I'm like, we need a new version yeah, of yeah. that, you know? So I'm curious. And I also really like uh, I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, another very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And that was the closest I've ever seen, I think, on film to feeling what it feels like in my nightmares when I dream of ghosts. Yeah. So I like it for Interesting. that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm also going to give a big thumbs up to Sophia Lillis. I think she's oh, yeah. super talented. Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing every single uh, project she adds to her resume. Same. February. You want to go first in February? We have a double dose in February. Have you seen I think I've one? seen one and you haven't seen February one. February 7th we have or, two. Or, yeah. I think to- – Imagine that made sense. It made sense in my brain. <laughs> I automatically computed that properly. Yeah. You you intro the one that you've seen. Cool. I'll intro the one that I've seen for February 7th. February 7th. Uh, I have seen Come to Daddy, which is a lot of fun and sort of raucous, ridiculous, but very tense and sometimes frightening and sometimes hilarious, uh, like father-son kind of movie thriller with Elijah Wood and uh, Stephen McCaddy mm-hmm. and Martin Donovan and Michael Smiley. And it's one of those ones where you like don't even want to attempt a plot synopsis because it's hard not to give anything away and it's better if you just go along for the completely ridiculous ride. This is my plan. Uh, it is profane. It is violent. It's absurd. It's not absurd, ridiculous. It's so many wild, bonkers things, and it's the it's the craziest. It has a moment of violence that is the craziest I've heard a festival screening go since um, it's tied with the m- most crazy I've ever heard was this and the degloving scene in Gerald's Game. Huh. People just lost it. Yeah, that degloving scene is vicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there needs to be a way to pare that sentence down to make the perfect pull quote, but yeah. I don't I don't know how to limit words from that, but uh I I'm I've been very eager to he- yeah. see this one ever since I heard it was on the festival oh, circuit. Oh, Stephen McCaddy is so yeah. nasty and it just so mean and wonderfully delicious. I just love seeing Elijah Wood work too. Yes. Because he's he's doing such great stuff like in front of the lens but also behind it especially for the horror genre. So whenever yeah. he is uh, involved in something I'm in. Uh, the one that I have seen that's finally going to be available on February seventh yes, is the Lodge. I have been talking about the Lodge <laughs> for a year now since Sundance last year. I saw it in uh, in Park City and it rattled me. It's from the directors who did Goodnight Mommy, and Goodnight Mommy was something that everyone was so so high on. And when I saw it, you know, I didn't love it. I it's got excellent craftsmanship across the board, great performances, all of that stuff. I really applaud the quality of the movie, but 
I think that some of the plot points didn't land for me quite the way they intended. Same. This is completely different, though. I was just so taken by this movie. And this is one of those ones that has been, I mean, just like seared in my brain <laughs> since I first saw it. And I've seen it two more times since. And all I want is to talk the Lodge spoilers with you, Haley. And I everybody out there, I just... I can't wait for you to experience this one. I have watched the trailer, and I feel like it's pretty safe, but this is another one where I will advise you not to read too much about it and yeah. go in com- completely cold and go go along for this, this ride because uh, it got me good. This one I'm, got me good. I'm so excited. This is one that I've missed at every freaking festival. It's It's haunting me, and I'm done, and I just want to be a part of the yeah. conversation. Soon Let me enough, see man. it. I know. It's screening this month, so I will see it. Good. I'm so excited. I want to text immediately after you see it. Okay, it's a deal. All right. Next up. Next up. I think that's a a me. Yeah. Yes. It's all you. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, your list. We have two lists going here to cross-check at the same time. I I can't see your list, though. I'm working at a disadvantage. You have the advantage because I think you have a better list here (laughs) Um, because I missed After Midnight. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, After Midnight. I like this movie quite a bit. I saw it at Fantastic Fest. It's from the folks who did The Battery. Oh, and I it's about The Battery in a while. Yeah, which I like and has held up well for me. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of approach, but instead of like a bromance, it's a romance. It's a love story. And instead of zombies, it's a creature monster, which you know I'm a sucker for a creature feature. No, uh, never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. I super dug it. I thought it was... Um, emotionally satisfying and really lovely the way it's shot and I thought the creature design was really really cool and it had my favorite jump scare in quite some time yes, please. quite some time since Hill House probably okay. yeah um, I might even prefer it to Hill House because I was actually expecting that when I was hmm. watching Hill House a little bit because the tensions were escalating huh. so much and yeah. this one I had no expectation oh, I'm so and excited. it totally nailed me it was delightful okay. um also, uh, Justin Benson has a supporting role in this film. Oh, really? Yes, and he's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all around recommend. Super good, slow, emotional, horror, drama hybrid. Sold and sold. Yeah. All right. Next one is a big wide release that we have here. It is Fantasy Island yeah. on February 14th. I think that release date is absolutely genius. I think it's going to do very well in that slot. I agree. And the trailer plays great. And they have such a cool ensemble. What is it? Maggie Q, Michael Rooker, Michael Pena, Lucy Hale. I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. group there. And it seems like a great concept for a Blumhouse movie. I have I have big expectations for this one if it's good in terms of performance. Yes. I think it's going to do really well. I think this is how you do IP in a time when people are exhausted is you do unexpected, you do weird, you go, you get the what the fuck factor. Mm-hmm. So people are like, that's what they're doing with Fantasy Island? Well, now I have to know what that yeah. is. Uh, and it also, like you said, the trailer works. It looks really fun. It looks um, zingy and mm-hmm. and colorful and engaging and sort of like, I'm excited for all these movies we mentioned, but none of them feel really poppy like they have mass appeal this one has this it, is I the think. first one of the year so you do have more faith in this than let's say happy death day to you which hit theaters right around this time last year and didn't perform very you know well. that one surprised me it surprised me too uh so i don't know what to say about that in fact when i was putting together my top 10 list last year when i was reflecting on like how the I talked a little bit about this in our decade list. Yeah. I think the the interim years between decades are really fascinating, like mm-hmm. the, the nine year, the 10 year, and the 11 year, where you see the trends of two decades converge and, and disappear. Um, and one of the things that didn't happen last year was Blumhouse's box office dominance, which it mm-hmm. has had for years before that. So this will be an interesting sort of like, are they going to swing back really hard in 2020 right out of the gate? I, I don't feel like oh, when I was noting could. that, I wasn't thinking like Blumhouse is done at the box office. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to be fine. I know, I it know. was just an interesting trend last they year. Really, I think they really could between uh, this and we'll get to Halloween Kills. Yeah, that's I think they're be. in good shape. Yeah. So Fantasy Island, got a lot of faith in that. Totally. So this next one. Wait, let me just make sure we're on the same. Oh, no, you don't have it. I bet I... Brahms, oh. the boy, too. Oh, 
No, I don't On that. February 21st. You know my The Boy story. Yes. And I, I, I've, I feel like such a jerk for doing this, but I've said I'm going to finally watch The Boy in full so many times, and yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it, but this kind of forces me into it. it. And I, I will. I promise I will give that first The Boy movie another shot before this comes out, because I'm going to see it. Yeah. I... <laughs> But I just, for I for the life of me, cannot understand why you would make another The Boy movie. I I'm just, curious. I just don't don't know. I I mean, must have made money, right? That's let the me, only answer. Let me double check. Maybe the box it was huge. On that. I don't remember it well, being. So well, that's huge, what I was going right? to say. Maybe it was huge on home video. That all right? There's a possibility, yeah. but it's like you know. Money is important, but one would like to hope that creativity <laughs> is also important. And from well, what I know of the story and from what people have spoiled for me, because just in case you don't know the story, we yeah we went out. I was with Donato mm-hmm. and, and Eric, and we went out and had quite a few drinks and <laughs> saw the movie at midnight. And I fell asleep with, with a drink in hand. And when I woke up at the end, I was convinced I had seen the whole movie. <laughs> and all right, spoiler alert for the boy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. When we walked out of the movie, do you know what happens in mm-hmm. it? When we walked out of the movie, one of them turns to me and is like, yeah, like, of course I knew he was in the walls. And I'm like, <gasps> I like, I didn't see, I missed a lot, I didn't see a lot of that movie. Yeah. So that was my experience with the boy on my first uh, viewing. Hopefully, um, I mean, you know, I always I'm more of a pessimist and not always, but in general, kind of a little bit more than you, I would say. I tend to think it's money based, but I would love to think that maybe that combined with someone had a really cool idea for a sequel. By the way, it made seventy four million worldwide on a ten million dollar production budget. So sweet. And then on top of that, if it did play well, home viewing. Yeah, I can I can understand financially why they would go this route. So let's just. Let's just hope the boy, too, has something to offer. Come on, Brom. I mean, what what is this one? K- uh, Katie Holmes, right? Yep. Yeah, I you know one would one would think she would sign on for for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I will just keep my fingers crossed for this one. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Heck yeah! I had a feeling you would. Uh, I'm super stoked for this. Of course, The Invisible Man in theaters February 28th. Yes. Uh, we've talked a bit about this, so I won't go on too long. But I just think it looks rad. Yeah, I am so excited about Lee Wanell after Upgrade, and honestly, that's. After his whole freaking career, like mm-hmm. he he was hand in hand with James Wan for a long time, bringing a lot of that comedy and charm to the movies that we love so much from Saw and Insidious. Um, and I I really was excited by how he dealt with movement and kinetic action in Upgrade. And I think that working with an invisible villain gives you another opportunity yeah. to do really interesting things. Um I'm super stoked. I think it looks rad. And I like that they brought sort of an abuse angle into it because tr- having like been through an abusive relationship, I can't think of anything scarier than that person suddenly being invisible and being able to be around you at any time without you knowing. Uh, I think that's brilliant. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I really I believe in Lee and I believe in uh, Elizabeth Moss as well. Oh, heck yeah. I think this She's is awesome. A, a great, great lead role for her. And both of them can do a lot with this with this concept, this visual style. I think that we're – I just really think that we're going to have a very good February for horror. It looks like. It's just like – you know, because a lot of the, a lot of people are talking about how – and it, rightfully so – about how 2020 might be a weaker year at the box office just because, mm-hmm. we, you know, we don't have another Star Wars movie. We don't have another Avengers Endgame. We don't mm-hmm. know if there's another Joker on the horizon. But when you isolate it to just the horror slate – yeah. Very promising. There's a lot of really great stuff and stuff that I think could be like what we just brought up with Fantasy Island, stuff that could really pop yeah, and go well beyond us like hardcore horror lovers and really capture the attention of every movie goer out I there. I could see that very much happening with Invisible Man. Agreed. That's another one that has IP uh, catch but looks very different from the original. There's a yes. curiosity gap that people are going to want to go, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know what I believe is going to stick the landing again in that respect? Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place. Oh, I think so, too. And the Which trailer looked super, super good. March 20th, yeah. A Quiet Place, part two. I know that sometimes we get nervous when you have an original idea, mm-hmm. and it's a great first movie, and then you try to milk it for all it's worth, and it doesn't pan out all that well. Yeah. I think this could be different. 
I think with the team involved and how that trailer looks and with the concepts they're already starting to tease in that trailer, I get it. It's just because yeah. when I walked out of a, a quiet place, I had made up my mind as far as what I would want in another installment. And what I have seen thus far is not that, but they have justified it so far. So I've got I've got faith in this one. I, I do, too. And I was... I'm firmly in the A Quiet Place is very good, but I'm not obsessed with it mm-hmm. camp. Like, I like it a whole lot. I yeah. think I gave it a B plus in the review. Very, very high rating. Yes. Um, I just, like, I'm not hooked on the world, I think, okay. the way some people are. And saw the trailer, that scene in the car. I was like, dope, in, yep. sold, give me the movie. Looks like, great. he's doing Spielberg again, and he's doing it really well. Looks give me that. Great. And it looks like uh, they're going bigger, but yeah. appropriately so. Yeah, hopefully, and uh, gotta love Cillian Murphy and that big beard. <laughs> I it's can't just, say no. Like beards, beards, beards man. just go crazy <laughs> on Twitter, don't they? People Remember love when, beards. Yeah, like capping his beard. I just oh, it's, it's incredible. A good beard. Well, like, Murphy's not a sexy beard. It's a statement beard. Yeah, all right, character all right. beard. We need to make. I like, mean, beard be- John, designations. John Krasinski had a sexy beard, and in, in the first true. A Quiet I feel Place. like it's it, like capes and beards, like Lando's capes cape, and... like it's. Big stuff on oh, Twitter. Capes have a lot of swagger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Beards are like a good face frame for the right face. This is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> All right. This next one's cool because both of us have seen it. Heck yeah, and, and it's so good. We both like it quite a bit. I love it. Speaking of which, uh, the star of this movie also just got a very, very big gig, and I'm very excited for her. The movie we're talking about is uh, St. Maud, mm-hmm. and Morphid. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to mess up her name. It's not the most common name. No, 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 it's not. And she's, you know, relatively new to the scene. Yes. So uh, I think this is, a, this is a name that is worth keeping an oh, eye yes. on right now. Uh, Morphid Clark, that's what it was. Um, but she also just signed on for the Lord of the Rings series. Mm. So I don't know. Could be a could be a big year She's for her got this such year. A perfect face for Lord of the Rings. But this one, this one was really uh, it was really something special Love at it. TIFF. They are a group that came through our interview suite, and you know, whenever we do those interview suites, it's it's easy, and this is the way you have to go about it. You got to look at you know the people you know, the big projects that everyone's going to talk about, and you got to usher them in. Saint Maud was not on my radar whatsoever, so yeah. when I wound up seeing it and loving it and then they came through and I got to talk with them about it and then it got picked up that's that's like one of the best paths a movie can take at a festival for me yeah I feel like getting picked up by A24 says a lot about it big deal Uh, it's it's super freaking good, man. It's so good. I'm obsessed with it a little bit. I can't wait to see it again. I'm completely compelled by the performances between the two lead characters. Jennifer Ely is excellent in this movie. She's so, she's so underrated. Yes. She's so underrated. She needs more attention. And also, shout out to uh, to Rose Glass because, yeah. oh my God, feature directorial debut. No kidding. Whoa. Another one in that A24 Whoa. feature debut canon. They are really the home of the best Something freaking else. debuts out there. I am just so wildly impressed by this movie. I think uh, I'd, I'd be very surprised out there if you guys saw it and weren't into it. It's going to be – well, all A24 movies are divisive, and this one will be too. But if you like the A24 brand, you will like this movie. All right. That's fair. I feel like at this point you know the tone of the horror movies they tend to release, the the feeling of them, the – People in general at first seem to be reacting negatively to the way they were marketed versus the actual tone of the film. Things like the It Comes at Night and – Hereditary. Yeah. I, there was a lot of blowback to those in particular, and I think now the t- like that what A twenty four is doing in horror is such a known entity mm-hmm. that you probably know how you're going to feel about the type of slow burn, artsy horror you're going to get. Probably a, a good way to sell it to viewers. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one can s- take an extra step beyond you think? it, though. I don't know. There's a, there's something about seeing, you know, two powerhouse lead performances go yeah. toe-to-toe in this kind of scenario that, you know, I would be I would be quicker to recommend – I feel like my mom's always my barometer. Uh-huh. I'd be quicker to recommend St. Maud to my mom versus, let's say, 
the lighthouse or Mitzmar. <laughs> The idea, I, wow, I have to make my mom watch The Lighthouse now just to see how she responds. <laughs> I, yeah, my mom wasn't happy when we watched Hereditary <laughs> together. It was a bit much, and I understand Oh, it. I told my family, no, they don't need that in their yeah. lives. They're, they're, they're easily frightened. That's a frightening movie, so yeah. <laughs> probably a smart move. All right, I have to introduce this next one because I'm obsessed yes. with it. Uh, this this might be my most anticipated movie mm. on this list. I am so freaking excited for April 17th because that's when we get antlers. Yes. You guys have heard me talk about Channel Zero all day, all night, any opportunity I get. And this is a movie that involves Nick Antosca, the uh, creator of Channel Zero. Yes. And I think the trailers for this movie are exceptional. I love the build that I'm already seeing just in the promotional campaign. I'm also a huge Carrie Russell fan, and having Hell her as one of the anchors yes. of this movie, I think, is just a real good sign this is going to be something special. And also, Scott Cooper. Maybe I don't love all of his movies, but he's still <laughs> a very talented director. Guillermo del Toro's involvement bodes so well for the final film. And something about this April 17th release date says to me they believe in it. Yeah. This is another one that I'm eyeing that could take off the share. I, I believe that as well. I am so team Carrie Russell. It's outrageous. I <laughs> love that woman. She's wonderful. She's so great. She's so talented and she's been low key one of the best for so long. Mm -hmm. you, you, you just got to love that woman. Maybe she should make a movie with Jennifer Ely. <laughs> Sold. Do it. <laughs> I will buy several tickets. I, I'm excited about this one. I'm not quite as obsessed with it as you are out of the gate, but I'm more... Um, enthusiastically curious. I feel like I don't really have a read on it yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of it. I'm very, I, d I don't know what we're going to get. And I'm so very curious about it. I do obviously super into what Antosca does, not just Channel Zero, which I also love, but, you know, he worked on Hannibal. Yeah. He just did the act. Uh, he's a very exciting genre writer. So, yes, all the things you said but slightly more confused by what it is. Okay. Yes. No, that's fair. I like that. And again, potential too. for a really cool creature. Yeah. That means I'm in. I like the, I like the, the teases we've gotten yeah. of that thus far. All right. I'm going to give you this next one because I forgot to put it on my list. Cool, cool. Uh, oh, I don't know if we said, so I will, just in case, Antlers, April 17th. Yes. Um, antebellum. Mm -hmm. We're on an ant Ant in the Aprils. Um, Janelle Monae, right? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised I forgot this because I like her so much. I love Janelle Monae. I love her so much. She's a phenomenal performer. And often I think that what you find is when someone has this uh, remarkable quality to them that it translates really well in cinema. Mm -hmm. You see that in a lot of wrestlers, for example, who are wonderful showmen and then yes, become yes. great film performers. I think that is also true of musicians. I'm so excited to see what she does in... I know she's acted before. She's phenomenal in Moonlight. And like, but this, I could be wrong. Her first leading role, is it? First time carrying a movie? There's something I'm forgetting. Okay. I mean, I don't know about carrying a movie, not part of an ensemble. Because yeah. she was also in Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. Welcome to Morrowind, but that wasn't a lead role. That was a curious uh, movie. Yes. <laughs> no. So I'm gonna. I'm. I feel confident with my statement. This is the first time having to carry the film, and um, this one came totally out of nowhere too, which is always exciting. It's. Uh, I'm gonna just read sort of a log line for it because I don't want to get it wrong. You know what? No, I don't. There's time travel-y stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not good, and it's spooky, and it looks interesting and curious, and we don't really know what it is, because I'm even reading the logline. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> uh, very curious. Producers of Get Out and Us. This yes. is also Blumhouse, right? I think this one might be. It, they're, I mean, they've got a lot on the slate so far, is what I'm saying. Let's and see. Yeah, I'm in. I'm very curious. It reminds me of... Um, Lionsgate. Lionsgate, shocking. But it reminds me of Octavia Butler's book Kindred, which was about uh, an African-American woman who would occasionally and unpredictably time travel back to the slave days. And it was a fascinating huh. read. And I, if this is any tenth as good as that book, it will be a very interesting story. Huh. And look at that, Jenna Malone. I feel like I haven't seen her in forever. Seriously. She's on this cast, too. I can't wait for this one. Very curious to see what it actually is. Yes. Exactly. That's the, that was, How do you sum that up? Nobody knows what it is. Speaking of curiosities, 
what to make of this next one. Mm-hmm. I believe, uh, yeah, we both got the same thing coming up next. Mm-hmm. May 15th, an untitled Saw sequel? I'm hyped. I was reading a little bit on uh, Bloody Disgusting's page. Apparently it's uh, it's going under the working title, The Organ Donor. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. You know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but mm-hmm. I'm always curious to hear that. But, you know, like Chris Farrakh, Sam Jackson. Darren Lynn Bousman's back. I, I don't I don't know what to make of this. This is not a clue. Darren Lynn Bousman is what confounds me. Okay. Because when you say Chris Rock writing, I can get in my head some sort of complete reinvention of the franchise, yeah. right? Then you're bringing back Darren I Lynn Bousman and I, I go, know. what is this movie going to be? He he arguably like became sort of the guy who defined the the feel of the franchise yeah. ultimately. Uh I don't know. I'm so curious, though, and that's why I'm so excited is because I have no freaking idea, even more than Antebellum, which I don't know about, even more than Antlers, which I'm like, oh, I don't know what that's going to be. This one, I truly, in you know, compared to the other two, we haven't seen a trailer. We truly do not know. I love that. It's also just because Jigsaw was so recent. Yeah. It's so recent. Like, how do you justify bringing this back that quickly? And Jigsaw was in so many ways such a... like a traditional take on it like it wasn't really very different or uh that this has to be pretty different right to to distance itself from one that one would assume especially if yeah. it's you know it's got people like Chris Rock and Sam Jackson involved i just can't wait for the interviews where chris rock explains his fascination with saw yeah. i need answers i, mean, I, I have, hope we can I get him in here ha, with ha, it too i guess <laughs> I don't even I'm not the biggest Saw fan, but I am this is one of my top most anticipated. I'm a big I'm a big Jigsaw fan and and what was motivating him and the whole yeah. idea behind that what always lost me and I know a lot of people don't feel the same what always lost me is like the cop stuff on the side. I think all mm. that stuff just got way too convoluted for me. I love the cop stuff in the first movie. I well, love yeah. the cop stuff with for, Donnie first, Wahlberg. First movie's a little different for me. Yeah, I don't love it when they they keep bringing back the same cop. Yeah. It's a bit much. Yeah, I I all due respect to that. Dina Meyer who's awesome. Yeah. All right, next up here Another is super exciting a one. A big one. Yes. This one, I mean, even though we haven't really seen anything from this one, I feel like, I, I, like I'm a little more confident in my vision for this, whether really? it's right or wrong. And it's it's a new Candyman yes. movie on June 12th. Jordan Peele produced uh, Tony Todd returning. This, uh, this one has a lot of promise. This is one of those things where, you know, again, I know we're sensitive about taking horror classics and remaking them and bringing them back to the big screen. But the Candyman movie gets it. Certain themes and ideas that I think can be explored in a really interesting modern way where it can mean a lot more to us than just a good scare. Oh, 100%. I'm super excited about this one. In general, you know, I'm super pro remake anyway. Like any good story deserves to be told as many times and better interesting. That's the theater kid in me. But like there's no... The the 40 billion Hamlets that came before don't mean the next Hamlet's not going to be the best it's one true. you've ever seen. So I'm always hyped for a remake that has interesting talent behind it. Yahya Abdul-Mateen yes. is an actual king. I just, what a what a performer and an on-screen presence and um, having a real career high right now. So I'm I'm super excited and... Uh, Jordan Peele, I think, is maybe what makes me feel like I have some sense of what this is going to mm-hmm. be, but like it's not his, right? No, so no. I'm so curious. It's, I it's... keep saying curious. I'm sorry, guys. I need a dictionary. Well, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about right now. I know, because we don't know. about a whole, thi- whole bunch of things. Unless we they were festival we films, really we don't know. know shit. I mean, you know, Jordan Peele did write the screenplay. He's credited as a, a writer on this with Wynne Rosenfeld. So it, mm. it is coming from his mind to that's, a certain extent. That's and, a very uh, good point. Nia DaCosta is directing it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm eager. I'm eager yeah. and I'm hopeful with this one. So far, Jordan Peele's screenplays have been pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah, I I <laughs> believe in them quite a bit. Us is my number two of 2019. Um, oh wow, I didn't know you it didn't landed know that? that high. No, yeah, mm, nice. it was up there. Very, it was up there. Nice. I got obsessed. What was number one? Britney runs a marathon. I should have known. That. Defined my entire <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have like, known that. The amount of time <laughs> that movie wound up taking up from my life, from the motivation to run the marathon, it had to be my number of one. Of course. I still can't believe that. I can't believe that movie. Um, 
Next up, we have yet another, uh, not remake, but continuation of sorts. We're going with uh, July 10th and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. This is a... This is an interesting one. I did not think I wanted another Ghostbusters movie, especially hot on the heels of the last one. But the more I hear about it and with that trailer, I, like I'm into it. How can you not want a Ghostbusters movie with uh, Finn Wolfhard yeah. and uh, McKenna Grace? So Carrie Coon. Yeah, Carrie Coon. All right. Please. Hard I'm into it. I'm into it. I like the vibe of that trailer. The it's like the most charming cast. It really is. Um I like the vibe. It looks interesting. Who knows? Could be fun. Let's see. I believe. Um, I'm yeah. I'm not anti in any way. I'm 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 Switzerland. I'm neutral. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Ghostbusters because last time was so miserable. But this time won't be like yeah. that. I feel confident. I've already like blocked that out of my mind. I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, it's just like I. I'm glad that you have. I still, like, when I hear Ghostbusters, there's a little bit of, like, a cringe re- well, yeah. reaction at the moment. And I'm hoping this movie will help. Um, and Not a cringe reaction at the film itself, which I thought was totally fine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in the fine category on that it's, movie, too. It's completely I fine. It I loved I loved certain things. Like, um, what, was, um, what was Kate McKinnon's character? Oh, God. Holtzman? Holtzman. Loved Holtzman. Yeah. Loved her whole look. Uh, something's not so great. Yeah. Hopefully this one will be better. Hopefully it uh, will be a good time to be on the internet. And most importantly, I hate to be so redundant, but I hope there's cool monsters. <laughs> or <laughs> ghosty. I think you're going to be good in that yes. department. Uh, <laughs> and that's a, a prime release date, July 10th. Oh, I think it'll be huge. Yeah. I definitely think that's going to do pretty well. Especially if it's it's good. If it's good, it's going to run away with it. And, you know, talking about this next one here, I know that when you hear August, it's like, oh, August isn't as good as like a July or June release or Mm -hmm. May release for that matter. But you know what? Malignant hitting theaters on August 14th could clean up towards the end of the summer season, especially with someone like James Wan behind it. I don't think we know too much about the movie yet but what i do know is that james wan is directing it i will watch anything (laughs) james wan directs or produce for that matter and uh it's got a cast that i'm very excited about a lot of people out there know i'm a big fan of the youtube show impulse Mm -hmm. impulse is uh is very good give it a shot if you have brushed it off because it's just the jumper tv show do not it's so much more than that but also it features a really really great lead performance from Maddie Hassan, who is in this movie. So I am rooting for her. Hardcore. I think that this one is hopefully going to be another great original piece from James Wan. I uh, would never, ever doubt James Wan at the box office at this point in his career. Mm -hmm. He is on the most, like the world's most absurd winning streak across genres. Uh, And he seems to have a really strong grasp on what audiences want across decades, across not even just genres, like sub-genres within horror. I've talked about it before, but like mm-hmm. he helped launch the torture porn thing. He helped be- make um, why well, supernatural horror again, this, yeah. this dominating presence. And he's like, he, I, w- I wouldn't doubt. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in this movie. And is this... Is this the adaptation of Malignant Man he was working on? It has to be, right? Because it's called freaking Malignant. I don't I don't know about that. It's uh, according to IMDb, there's no additional credit from source material. Interesting. Interesting. Um well, anyway, I'm very 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 curious and I'm Oh no, he did say it's totally it's totally original. Yeah, I love that. That's a mystery. Man, I remember Malignant Man now. Because yeah. I remember when we covered that, I bought the, the graphic novel. Ah. And I read I read like a chunk of it. It was interesting. I mean, maybe it's like a loose interpretation. It's really coincidental that they both have the same word is what I'm saying. Maybe he was working on Malignant Man and that <laughs> word just got in his head. Maybe. And he does love like one word titles. That's, well, I feel like that's a good selling point mm-hmm. though. Like Insidious. Insidious. Oh God. Saw. Do you know? You know what I still do to this day. <laughs> so, Aquaman. Insi- I think Insidious came out first, and then Inside Out came out 
after. <laughs> and every single time I'd be writing a damn article about Inside Out, I would automatically type Insidious. How wrong is that? I get it. <laughs> I a, get it. a real problem that I, Your fingers that do I things. dealt with and I still deal with. I cannot type murder without it being murdery. Murdery. Uh, murdery. Every time it started, when I would try to do murder mystery, it would be murdery mystery. And now it's always murdery. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm try- I'm gonna think of another one that I do. Oh, I I've got lot. tons. I've got, like, Captain American. Oh That's yeah, Ameri- that I do a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy. I get that wrong every time. Okay. <laughs> that's that's an, not what I expected. Yeah, I'm, o- I'm open to it. That's fun. Guardians Your fingers do things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, ooh yay! I'm so excited about this one. Uh, September 11th, we have The Conjuring. Yes. The Devil Made Me Do It. We covered this a little bit when they, you know, announced. Uh, was it the release date last? We talked about it pretty extensively the title recently. And, the title. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the title because then we talked about where the story came from. And this seems to be a really interesting different step for the series because of what it means. It's the It was the first case where someone claimed the devil made me do it. Yeah. And I really do think that there is – like I know having a, a horror movie be a courtroom drama sounds a little dull. But I think the pairing of that with the scares that they typically craft in these kinds of movies could add an extra layer to it that we haven't quite experienced before. And I'm, I'm rooting for Michael Chaves. Totally. Rooting for him. Yeah, I I mentioned before I caught some of the footage that they showed at CCXP. It was only a little snippet, but I liked it. I liked the way it looked, and uh, it it did feel... You got an eye for this stuff. Yes. It did feel in-universe with that Conjuring universe look, but also a little different, a little more updated, leaning into the 80s, but not in the same way that uh, we had with Annabelle Comes Home. I'm just, mm-hmm. I liked what I saw, and I'm very curious, and... Uh, there's that C word again. So curious about curious. everything. But I am curious what the freaking future of the Conjuring franchise is. Where yeah, is it going to go? It's a very, you know, it's a huge deal. It helped define horror over the last decade. I wonder so. if this is going to feel conclusive, too. You know, I'm, if it's going to feel like it's closing the book on the Warrens and it's going to go elsewhere or. Maybe. I mean, how many Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are so good. Like, how many of these do you think they want to do? Or do they want to keep doing them because they're fun and they like the crew? I don't know. I, I would hope it would be that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing We'll that see. I, there's a lot of, uh, I feel like there's a lot writing on this one, you know? Okay. In terms of, like, where the franchise goes from here. Yeah. Because imagine a world where The Conjuring 3 totally bombs. What does New Line do from there, right? That's a That's a shocker. That's a... That's a Nothing franchise shaker. Go down that path right now, especially because the beginning of September has proved to be very lucrative for horror releases. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying that in the sense that I think this is an important movie that could sort of Absolutely. like shape the future of what New Line does. Oh, it will. Yes. I believe that. Do you want to take the next one? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah, I do, because it's <laughs> Edgar <laughs> It's Edgar Wright. Uh, who wouldn't be excited for Edgar Wright dipping his toe back into horror, I guess, yes, thrillery please. type stuff with uh, Last Night in Soho, September 25th. Um, this is another one where we don't know a ton about it, right? We know it's... Uh, Oh, it's a time travel thing. Yeah, See, I, didn't even I know pulled that. I pulled this description again from Bloody Disgusting. Anya Taylor Joy stars as a fashion obsessed girl who finds a way to travel back to the 1960s, where she encounters her idol, a charismatic aspiring singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. That's the description they had. Very intriguing. I'm, I, yeah, I'm curious about I this would, movie. <laughs> I so would curious. also say that's one of those synopses where I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't make sense. But what yeah. does it mean? I, I have absolutely no clue. But um, I know I like Edgar Wright movies. I know I like uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. And you know who else is in this one? Thomas and Mackenzie. And nice. I am a big fan of Herds as well. So this one, this one's got me in. It has freaking Diana Rigg in it. Done. I'm seeing it. Love Diana Rigg. Quite the cast. Uh, yeah, it's got a great cast. It's it's Edgar Matt Wright. Smith. He's going to do his Edgar Wrighty thing to some sort of genre stuff, and mm-hmm. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, he, and he I didn't... it out of the park time and time again. Why would you doubt him on this one? It's one of those things where I was so immediately sold that I haven't really paid attention to new news on it unless um, I'm writing yeah. it up. So I'm I didn't right even know it was a timey-wimey situation, and that just makes me more excited because we haven't really seen him mess around in that genre. Yep. So. Heck yeah. I'll pass this next one back to you because... 
If I'm being honest, I don't care, which oh. surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. I did, you know, because, you, you know, you have your movies growing up. This was my friend's movie. <laughs> like, it, it never really felt like mine. For sure. In that same sense that, let's say, like, a Scream or a Hocus Pocus did. I feel you. Uh, the Witches. Yes. Yes, October 16th. Was this my movie? Let's say no, because I didn't ever want to watch it because it scared the ever-loving oh, really? hell out of me. When that bitch takes her face off, when they fucking turn children into <laughs> mice, no thank you. Little baby Haley was afraid. Okay. She could not sleep. Nightmares were had. Conversations with parents <laughs> about how you cannot actually turn into a little mouse. It was a big trauma for me. Uh, much respect to Angelica Houston. Yes. Uh, so I'm curious. And uh, way now. Take a shot every time she says it. Yes. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Freaking Zemeckis? Why not? <laughs> sure. It's it's interesting uh, pairing. I never want to take away from someone's accomplishments because yeah. Robert Zemeckis has many of them. Legend. I can't shake off Marwin, though. <laughs> it's The movie is stuck in my head. Sometimes I mean it's like when I saw fifteen seventeen to Paris. Yeah. I had to shake that off a little before I moved on with Clint Eastwood I, movies. I'm, I'm there with downsizing with pain. Like yeah. I haven't shook that off yet. Downsi- so I I understand downsizing what you're was a was a rough one for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is this is like another one of those completely unknown. Like, what's the tone going to be? I assume comedic based on the cast and Zemeckis, but it's, is it going to lean into those things that traumatized me as a child, or go? lean into more sort of like the socio-political aspects of the story, which I'm sure it will because it's 2020 and that's what movies do right now. Um, it's a it's an interesting one that uh, I I just hope that it ruins a generation of children. <laughs> that's the bottom line. That's the quote from yeah. Haley Pouch. <laughs> I feel like that'll be a great pull quote for the poster. <laughs> will ruin a generation of children. If it lives right. up, then yes. <laughs> Um, I will happily take this next one, which is going head to head with the witches. It's Halloween Kills. Uh, Give me this next chapter. Everyone out there knows how high I was on the 2018 Halloween movie. I adore Jamie Lee Curtis for obvious reasons. I am endlessly fascinated by Michael Myers, but I also love all the new elements they brought into that movie. I can't wait to see them explored further. I'm so glad the team behind that first movie is back to do this one. And I don't know. I I believe in a lot of people attached to this project, but if Jamie Lee believes in it, that's something different to me. And I feel like when she speaks of these movies and the collaboration that they're having on the franchise at this point, I don't know. I I just get behind her choice to continue on with this franchise, and I think they're going to take the right step forward with that story and those characters. I do, too. And I remember writing up the quotes that our lovely Mr. John Roca got when he covered the – what are they called? Saturn Awards? Saturn Awards, yes. Yes, and she said really like she, like you're saying, thoughtful, yeah. passionate about the direction of the franchise and the characters and what they're doing. And um, it just, I, okay, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like obsessed with her. I love everything that she says because she's wildly eloquent. And yeah, so she really smart is. smart and sharp and incisive. Time but, and time again, too. She's a very impressive woman. Uh, so when she's this excited, it makes me excited. I, as everyone probably remembers who was listening at the time, I, I came in sort of middle on the first one. I thought parts of it were really exceptional mm-hmm. and parts of it weren't for me. But the parts that were exceptional are the parts she was talking about. And it seems like that's what they're leaning into mm-hmm. in the sequel. I also, we talk about confidence. And I think in the world of horror, releasing something on October 16th shows remarkable confidence because Every single horror movie that's competing for the Halloween audience will have come out by then. Mm-hmm. So you have to be the big dog yep, to yep. compete in that slot. Give it another TIFF premiere. That was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, that was cool. I wasn't there, but that was a was that was an else. interesting place for yeah, that yeah. to premiere. I will happily stay up until 4 or 5 in the yeah. morning <laughs> writing and video reviewing and then get up at the crack of dawn the next day for Halloween. Festival uh, life. I, there's no way I'm introing this next movie. It's all yours. Oh, <laughs> as well it should be <laughs> my my love my husband Godzilla will be returning to theaters every it. time I see Godzilla I think of you that's a wonderful compliment no, thank you you deserve it <laughs> uh, yeah Godzilla versus Kong super uh, I'm going to use this word differently curious affair questionable what's happening there okay. uh, I'm not saying that I myself am curious though I am but that the situation surrounding the movie itself is curious yes. uh, with the change in release dates yes. so drastically uh-huh. 
and in such a competitive spot. Mm-hmm. Does that show confidence? Does that show we need something there? I don't know what to make of we it. We have no clue. Uh, Adam Wingard, I super like most of his movies. I didn't see the Netflix one because I don't yeah. know that material. Definitely. That's fine. fine. But I, I'm also coming from the perspective of someone who wasn't attached to the source right. material. Um, a lot of love for the guest in this house. We love and respect the guest. Absolutely. Uh, you're next. I like a lot of his earlier stuff. I've never seen anything that gives me any idea of what him directing a movie on this level is going to look like. Nope. Which uh, is exciting. Yeah. Like, it's an unknown. And uh, that seems to be the theme yeah. of the episode is we love an unknown. We do. I'm I'm very eager to see this one. But... Yeah, there's a there's a lot of question marks around this iteration of this franchise right now. I really do not know what to make about the release date move, but no. Warner Brothers has put big movies there time and time again. I mean, that's well, a fantastic beast slot. I just don't know how a Godzilla versus Kong movie is going to especially fare after close to how Thanksgiving. King of the Monsters did, yeah, which was yeah. not so hot. I don't. Maybe there. Are, I haven't looked at this through the lens of international because that is oh, where yeah. Godzilla performed. Maybe true. this is a prime international spot. Could be. I don't know. Uh, I do know that when he was still on Twitter, uh, while he was like developing this film, he posted some stuff that seemed to be inspiring him, and he mentioned uh, Godzilla versus Hetero, which is one of my favorite. It's such a weird, hmm. offbeat, hippy dippy kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's the trash monster, and um, that more than anything, has made me super okay. excited about this. I miss Adam Wingard on Twitter. Me too. Okay. I still follow Simon, though. Simon Barrett's yeah. delightful on Twitter. Uh, next up here, I I guess this is my movie. I, I'm surprised. Well, I feel like it's both of ours, Barrett. <laughs> we both love uh, well, these. I'm, like, a little obsessed. Yeah. I'm a little obsessed with Escape Room. Oh, yeah. Escape Room 2. Oh, wait. We, we went out of order. Did we? We were doing so well for a while. Yeah, no. this is August 14th. Escape Room is in August? Unless uh, unless this quick search is not Wow, that's correct. my bad. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, it's my bad, too. Yeah. Uh, Wait, spring 20... 20- now, this piece says April 17th. I what? see so many different dates. I thought this was way in the back of the year. I am Shows mighty what confused I now. I know. All right. I'll double check your release date <laughs> while I just ramble on about how much I love the first Escape Room movie. I think it just so far exceeded my expectations for taking a super smart, high-concept idea, mashing it up with horror, but also bringing real craftsmanship to every single Escape Room. I also think Adam Robitel assembled an A-plus ensemble that really sold the concept mm-hmm. well, and it lends itself to a franchise. So thankfully, they are delivering <laughs> Escape Room 2. We have spoken about the ending of the movie. I don't think it it landed as well as it could have, but I don't think that's going to stop it from moving on story-wise. And Adam Robitel, he's another director out there that I just believe in. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything and name drop the people from the the first movie who could continue on, but I believe in those individuals (laughs) as well. So I I can't wait. I had a blast with this movie, and I want another go-around. Same on all counts. It is August 14th. I don't know why I thought it was December. Um, This article that I'm looking at right now says April. It looks like it was April, and then it got moved to August. So uh, anyway, imagine this was like 15 minutes ago that we were talking about this, uh, maybe 10. But yeah, I it's like one of those great high concept ideas that could be done a million different ways, mm-hmm. which makes it prime for any sort of franchising. And as long as they continue to really invest in making those escape rooms look good and making the way you get out of them cool and surprising and investing enough in characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In. That was the thing. Investing yeah. in characters, too. It's so important. And, and they achieved that with this first one. And something like, uh, this is minor spoilery. It was in the trailer. Shut up, Haley. Um, <laughs> it was in the trailer. It came out a year ago. <laughs> what a great dialogue that was. Uh, <laughs> it's like that in my head every five seconds. It's really fun. Uh, the the one that turned upside down. That was such an interesting yeah, take the billiards, on. Uh... And there's only so many ways you can. Like, they already had one that went upside down. They already had one that went in. Yeah. Uh, they had one that froze. They had one that burned. So, like, what are the less obvious directions they're going to go with that? I am. Putting my money on a spinning room. Just spinning room. Having said those things out loud, that's spinning my guess. Spinning room. They also had, like, the psychedelic element, which yes. is something I didn't think they were going to do. And then <laughs> they did it. And I'm like, whoa, I love it. 
Uh, I believe in them. It's a it's a Final Destination type concept. I think the creative possibilities are endless, and there's no doubt that whatever I come up with, they're probably gonna come up with something far more creative. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, next up here, oh, we've gotten into the zone of movies that don't have locked dates. Yes, and uh, I think you should take this first one, and then I'll get cool, the next cool, one. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, the the TBD 2020 that I'm hyped for is Synchronic. Uh, from Benson and Moorhead. It's another... Cool dudes. Cool dudes. Cool dudes making cool movies. Yeah. Uh, another in sort of their world of the endless and, um, wow, the R word just went right out of my head. Resolution. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> You're so focused on that other C word. Yeah. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Don't yeah. say it. Um, I don't have to be curious about this one. I've freaking yeah, seen it. I've seen and it I too. really liked it. And I think it's really... Fascinating what they continue to do with their mythology mm-hmm. and the way that they seem to be able to apply it to different genres while keeping it in the same world. I'd watch a hundred of these movies set in this world as long as they keep revealing new and in- interesting dynamics to the mythology mm-hmm. and are treated with the same sort of intellect and, and just like commitment to really playing through the science and the meaning of the world they're creating. It's so smart and fascinating and I love it. Yep. Highly recommend this one, and I also recommend this next one we're going to bring up, which yes. doesn't have a release date, but it's going to be over at Netflix. It's the platform. You might have seen a review that we did on Movie Talk, and we love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. It's so I good. love this concept. This is another concept where I don't know if they'll ever make another one, but I could watch this over and over with different individuals just to explore just – you know, like a human being and how they yeah. respond to a situation quite like this. Basically, it's it's like a, you know, a prison-like facility where it's all stacked up and there are many floors and there's one big, huge, tasty-looking table of food that goes down floor by floor. You do not choose what floor you're on. So people on floor one have first dibs. Problem is, if you're on a much lower floor, what if there's no food for you? And really, on that table, there's enough food to go around. So it just explores that concept so well. Great performance. Performances. The production design in that movie is insanely good. Cannot recommend this enough when available. Love it so much. Agree with everything you just said. I think that it's one of those brilliant concepts to say something about society in a way that's not annoying, but is also very potent. And, you know, everything it says about our our unwillingness to restrain ourselves to help others, our unwillingness to reach up and reach down to help those above and below us, yep. uh, all of it, it's wonderful. It's a very... Strong metaphor, very visual, really well executed, and most importantly, when you're doing a sort of like thesis piece like that, is they make the characters really good, so you don't feel like you're being lectured to. You are watching a really engrossing story of survival. Uh, I would not like to see a ton of these, though. I get what you're saying about the high concept; it would be too freaking depressing. It might because be. of what it is saying about yeah. society and like. Uh, it, unless they, they fashion it in a way in which some at some point like they decide to explore the broader world. No, that's, that's true. Um, I, I like would I'm, be so depressed. I'd be more into it just like as in a character study yeah. from person to person to see how their I experience s- differs. I see. What you, yeah. Okay. So thinking about it from that perspective, yeah. I really like that. Thinking about it as like what the film says yeah, about well, humanity I, yeah. and just like – and watching five of that those perspective. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, so we have one more movie we're going to mention, but just know that, you know, the release schedule evolves as new movies pop oh, yes. up. As we see new things at festivals, we're going to let you know about them. But we're going to wind down this conversation with Sea Fever, a movie that I flipped out over yeah, at a this. tiff. I, I really, I really love this movie. We love monster movies, and yeah. that is what this is. And it's got an excellent ensemble that you fall into step with so so quickly and just the way that they shoot everything on the boat I was so impressed the way that certain more horrific elements evolve I thought was very fresh but you know ultimately what it gets at is you know it's it's man versus beast but just because it's beast does it mean beast is bad it right. might just be doing things to survive and it's how you navigate that kind of situation and i think it's a really crafty way and a really interesting deep way to explore a monster movie type situation so another big round of applause for sea fever yeah i like sea fever a lot this was one of those ones where it was uh I saw this and Sweetheart, so they're kind of linked in my mind as these nautical creature features. And 
this is one of those times where we we split with positivity. Like we both like the other one, but like the other one better. Yeah, yeah. I prefer Sweetheart, which is now on Netflix. Go watch it. Really fun creature feature. Um, this one, I just my my. I think we talked about it. Like my criticism was there were so many more opportunities to exploit my horrifying fear of the ocean. <laughs> but I do think everything you said is really true about the themes it explores, and especially I, I like the way it approaches ideas of faith and mm-hmm. and faith versus nature and things like that, superstition. I, I appreciated all of that. I just wanted a little bit more uh, deep terror of the yeah, deep true. sea. Ah. You can never get enough of that. I know. Um, we did want to talk a little bit we about did. Dracula and you season two, but I feel like we shouldn't rush it. Yeah. Because we, we, we must vacate the studio for something else right now. I'm going to say this because I want to circle back to these yes, uh, hopefully next I, week. Because I love you. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun to talk about. You, I'm assigning our listeners, our beautiful, lovely mm. listeners, homework. Go watch Dracula so you can fully invest in the rant that's about to unfold. Because okay. I have fucking things to say. Um, Good things, bad things? Both. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. This is my teaser. I've never seen a show start off so promising and make me so furious in the oh, final no. episode. How many episodes are there? Three, but they're all 90 minutes long. It's the Sherlock style. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if you want to, it. if you want to hear me really go off and be a part of it next week, go ahead and schedule those in. All right. I'm, I'm going to schedule Your those girl in. has thoughts. Okay. No, I'm so curious. Uh, That is it. That is your very first episode of The Witching Hour in 2020 that we're recording in In 2020. 2020. You get it. (laughs) Haley, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Haley Fouch. You can find me on Instagram at Haystack McGroovy and, of course, on Collider.com. And you can catch me at P. Nemiroff on Twitter and Instagram. Big thanks to all of you out there for supporting the show. We pour our hearts and souls into this, and we love The Witching Hour. So much. So much words can't explain. So for everybody out there supporting, you are much appreciated, and you have officially survived The Witching Hour. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 